Hey guys, welcome to the Running for the Crown podcast. I am Jess and I am here with Ben. And our guest today is Cassie Parker, who is the D3 national champion in cross country this year. Ben and I are two distance running coaches and runners and we love to talk all things running and we're so excited to have guests who love to share the same thing. Congratulations, Cassie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Cassie just ran the 6K in 2011.1 and was 17 and a half seconds ahead of number two. And you just missed your own school record, which was 2010.9. That is crazy close, especially for cross country. How did you feel about that race? I felt good. It was nice weather, especially the day before it was super windy. And I was actually kind of able to break a sweat a little bit on the course. Race day, you mean? Yeah, on race day, like throughout the day. My time, I was hoping for more of like a 20 flat to break 20 and get really close to there. The third mile was a little tough and a little slower. So I was on pace for it, just didn't quite get there. It's still such a great race. You took it out and you had a couple of girls with you for longer than they have for the whole season, right? Yeah. How did you feel about that as far as like your confidence? I feel like racing this season, I've been kind of taking it out from the gun and I've been able to feel like confident about that. I'm also confident about running some of the fastest marks this season. So I was pretty confident going into nationals. knew that People were going to try to stick with me as long as possible, so I was aware of that, but the plan was just to just run my race, and I knew that if anyone was going to be there towards the end, I was definitely going to fight for that position to put me in first. When was it that you transitioned to being a front runner? Because you said in high school you'd kind of want to be in the front pack, but now I feel that you're just like going to take it. Mm-hmm. What was that? Tell me about that transition. I think the confidence came from the experience of racing. And being able to keep running faster. And once I started hitting those marks, getting times that I never thought I would, um, I tried a different strategy of taking it out from the lead and being a little bit more pushy in the beginning. That just seemed to work out of the season for me. You consider yourself more of a 10K runner versus a 5K runner. Why do you feel that you're more of a 10K runner? I definitely don't have as much speed work. So as the race gets longer, I feel better, like sticking at a pace and continuing that, like maybe like 520s or 530s, but anything fast, I just feel fatigued early on and worn out. So I'm not a big miler person, or I guess the two miles a little fast too sometimes. The 5K is pretty good pace, but I feel like the 10K, I can be like super consistent and, you know, it's not a short race, it's 25 laps six miles. So even after four miles, I'm still hitting those same paces. And that that just feels no good for me. You had one comment on Instagram about the doubters or whatever. Did you feel like you were a little bit of an underdog or did you have that mentality throughout the season or where did that come from? It's kind of like an inside joke with uh, some of the teammates from comments from other teams, we'll just say throughout the season. I'll just leave it at that. Otherwise, uh, definitely from the beginning, there's definitely people who would have never thought I would have made it this far. The word confidence has been said. I think you were a 2025K runner in high school. To then go ahead and look at the D3 record book, is that's dreaming big. And Jess and I are big on dreaming big and putting ourselves in situations where we 
we have to rise to the occasion and that can bring the best out of you. And I mean, that's what I noticed from just listening to the other podcasts. And I would definitely recommend everybody listen to the D3 Glory Days podcast. Great podcast. And it was a great interview with Cassie. It really took you through pretty much uh, your your whole career at Loris, the transition from University of Iowa, basically the the whole race and the whole season there. So I would highly recommend everybody listen to that as well. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to get into a little bit of the other side of you, like uh, your kinesiology major, psychology minor, or is it a double major? It's a double major. Okay. Yeah. And so talk about that and um, where you see yourself in the future. Uh, yeah, I find it hard maybe to not be doing something related to running. Yeah. As I get older, uh, right now working as a pharmacy non-certified technician, getting close to taking my test to be a certified technician. I feel like that's been really fun for me. It's been different than running and college and kind of the athletic world. So I feel like that gives me kind of a break in a way. Uh, So that's been fun. Going into grad school and coaching and leadership. And after that, deciding on maybe a running club, maybe getting a part-time job. Otherwise, my other goal is to coach college running, especially even for female college runners. I think that'd be cool to see. It's been like a new emerging thing in the divisions. Yeah, absolutely. I met Stephanie Sleekus at the USATF track championships, who is a D1 head coach for both the men's and women's team. And it's just so fun to talk to her and her experience and to see more of that. I have some experience with like when you said you run five days a week and cross train the other two, I have found that that really does increase strength and helps you recover and keeps you healthy. Have you you done that for most of your career? Or was there a point like you said, there was a summer that you were running every day and you just got sick of it. But was there a point where you're like dabbling in running every day, like with the team and then got injured or what made you make that switch? It was kind of after high school. So having a gym or I never really considered cross training until like the end of graduating high school and then that summer getting into triathlons. So the biking and the swimming part of it. And then I realized it'd be a good way to just like extend my training without the impact Uh, since I've dealt with some past injuries. So I feel like that's helped. And definitely with swimming, it helped my breathing while running, especially like when I started. Uh, Now it's a little easier. It definitely contributed to my my early running and the breathing. And then also said you said you lift a lot, two to three times a week you're lifting. Is it primarily like lower body? Like, are you doing plyometric work with it? Or do you want to get into some of the specific work that you're doing in the weight room? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I kind of do it all. Plyo, lower body, upper body. I really like to do full body workouts. I kind of like to mix it up. But I don't really like to do the same thing over and over again. Of course, I always start with the major ones first, our plyometric, and then kind of work my way down to the smaller muscles. So ever since my internship with Merge here in Dubuque, uh, that was super cool to be a part of that. I was able to get insight on why they do the workouts they do. After my internship, I joined or helped out with a running club that one of the professors from Loris, he's a biomechanics professor, super smart. He just knew a lot of like ways to help runners and, you know, small muscles, bigger muscles. So I feel like I kind of incorporate those into my workouts sometimes, along with the merge workouts into my lifting and 
I feel like it's been super useful. Do you lift at Merge or at Loris? No, um, I lift at the YMCA. I have a pass there because I have access to the pool, which has a lot of nice hours. And they have a sauna and hot tub, so that's pretty nice too. And then they have some pretty nice bikes there that I'm able to get on and just ride. Do you ever use the sauna in, in like as a training resource at all, or is it just for enjoyment, relaxation? Just for enjoyment, or if like you know I'm struggling with like sinuses, I'll go in there and I'll just you know take about ten minutes. With the lifting, how do you feel that that helps you in training or in races? Is it the power that you get from it? Does it help with the endurance, avoiding injuries? What is it that you feel? I feel like it's helped in multiple ways in my perspective. First off, injury-wise, you know, coming into college, I was in physical therapy. I'm learning how I need to like strategize uh, my lifting differently for like my calves and my knees. So that was a big change coming into college and then also lifting more power and explosiveness. Also coming in, I didn't really have a good kick. A couple of years ago uh, when my assistant coach, Ethan, was, he was like, we need to work on this. He's like, by the end of the season, you should be able to have a good kick. And we just like worked on that with strides or like getting a little faster at the, you know, the last 200 meters of like a workout or something. And that was in 2019 when I think I was like somewhere between like 7th and 10th. And then that last 200 meters at national, I was able to put a kick in there and pass a couple girls for my my fifth place spot. You said Ethan. Who's Ethan? Ethan Alfinger. So he's the assistant to the men's and women's cross country and distance program. He's been a super nice help for me being able to pace me in time trials and workouts or just like anyone if I need to talk to. So has Bob. He's been great too, a great coach from the beginning. So when I first came here, we kind of butted heads a little bit because, you know, I thought like I knew, I don't know, like I was a self-coach kind of, and I we kind of butted heads on workouts and stuff. Because you wanted to run your own workouts? Yeah, or, yeah, kind of. Sure. So we kind of butted heads my freshman year, but then the next semester track or cross country came around I don't know, something just changed and I was able to listen to him and his advice. I think it helped that I wasn't injured as well. Like my freshman year, I had Achilles tendonitis. So running was a little bit hard for me. I wanted to, but, you know, I couldn't get in that mileage with those that kind of injury. Through Bob and Ethan then, is it kind of that combination that, that helps? Yeah, it's definitely the combination. And Bob does a really good job at you know, being separate with the girls and the guys, even like on the same workouts. Mm -hmm. He's really good at like pre-practice if anyone needs to come talk to him about, you know, certain things like a workout or like if anything's bothering them that day, he does a really good job, you know, talking to every individual on the team. Because I think that would be the hardest part of coaching is, you know, you have a whole team of, of individuals that some of them even start the season at a different point. Some of them may be injured. Some may be coming off their highest mileage during the, the summer. And you're trying to come up with workouts to kind of incorporate everybody. So I think that's cool that you still feel that you get individualized attention from, from kind of both of them to help you advance your running to the next level. Do you run with the girls 
half of the days, would you say, like easy days with the girls and like workouts, tempos, whatever with Ethan? Do you run with the guys? Do you mix it up? It just kind of like depends on what's going on in the day. A lot of the times on like shorter, easy runs or warm-ups and cool downs, I'll run with the girls. Sometimes on the track, our tempos, Ethan will pace me or he'll ask me if I you know, need a pacer today or if I'm feeling good and I can go alone, still be able to run fast. Sometimes, like on our intervals, the splits will match up with me and the guys. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'll just go pop over with the guys if they're running the same pace as me. The workouts match up with the rest in the intervals, even though like they might have more intervals. Some of the guys have my pace, so sometimes that ends up happening a few times in the season. So that's nice. Sometimes I like to chase after them on the track or wherever we're at. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a stronger runner out front or do you feel like you're just as strong chasing? I mean, like, that's different for me. I'm not going to, this isn't about you me. You definitely but, yeah. like being out front. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, how do you, do you feel like it's a difference for you? I feel like it's hard for me to have people to chase. So I like to be up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if like people are in front of me, I will, I'll probably like chase them down and try to, you know, go in front. Um, yeah, so sometimes that's hard for me to let people go by me. Mm -hmm. I get a little competitive there. But it's good for you as you get into those bigger meets and you're, you're always going to have somebody that you're competing with a little, maybe a little closer. And so to have that practice of not always being out in front is, it's hard, but it's really good for you as a runner to develop. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely going to be something that's different, uh, this indoor and outdoor track season. Uh, getting into some bigger meets and having that experience of maybe people in front of me or like with me. Yeah. Um, so that will be um, a new thing to to overcome this season. Yeah. It takes you to the next level. That's good. Is there anybody else or any anything that you also run with? My dog, Natty. She's named after uh, Natty Champ from back in 2019. She likes to run with me. Uh, we found out when this out when she was a little puppy. So we would start out with like half miles or miles. Then I'd drop her back at, at home and, you know, continue the rest of my run. Now that she's a year old, she can run a lot farther. So we'll do like three or four miles. Our highest has been seven miles. Uh, she was able to keep up with me at a sub seven pace Wow! for seven miles. And then like if we stop, because if I think she has to go to the bathroom, she'll just look at me. And then she starts barking because she wants to keep going. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, like you asked for it. But she loves running. So I think that'll be something new in the spring when it's like not icy and I'll be able to take her out on some runs. So you've been on a break then from, from running after nationals. Uh, when do you plan to get back going? So I started um, a couple days ago. I had my first run yesterday. But from falling on some ice last week and uh, hitting my back, it's been a little painful running and cross training. But luckily, it's just a deep muscle bruise. And I got like the okay from my athletic trainer that I can train, you know, as long as it's not like severely bad. And to just kind of go light with running. So I'm just starting every other day until it gets better. I've been doing a lot of cross training of biking and swimming in the pool. Uh, lifting's been hard too. I was on a good roll with that until I fell. So I've just mostly been doing upper body and just whatever's like not painful. 
Yeah, I think you said you fell on the Saturday when it was mm-hmm. the bridges actually in Dubuque were closed down. And you fell that day, I too. I fell that day, too. I was running with a friend in Marion from Colorado, and we were on some gravel roads, and we were just talking, and then all of a sudden, we were on a bridge, and it was cement, and I was on my stomach, like, arms straight out in front of me, sliding. I'm like, ah! <laughs> what just happened? You're down You're down before you realize you're going down. Yeah, I was just shocked. I was, you know, <laughs> I was like, it was right before work, and I thought I was going to be the last one there, and I was actually the first one there because, you know, everyone... You know, couldn't get there on time with the ice, so I rolled in with a, a lower back problem that day. And well, I'm glad it's nothing serious. Yeah, me too. What are some of your goals for indoor season and outdoor season this year? I would say definitely some time drops from last year. I definitely know that you know I can go above and beyond those times. A lot of those times were either you know by myself, or I just like wasn't you know as in good shape, good shape as I am like right now. Seeing those time drafts will be a little bit of a confidence booster. And then getting into some races with some competition and some bigger meets with some D2 or D1 people. Yeah, that's exciting. Talk about your training that has led to some of those time drops that you saw, like maybe from 2018 to 19. And like, what has changed for you? Is it the mileage or what is it? I would definitely say mileage has been a big factor. Starting in high school, you know, running 20 miles a week to now running, you know, 40 to 50 miles a week. That's been a big change in the past couple of years. Being consistent with that definitely has, you know, attributed to running faster times and running workouts and running faster in workouts. Like specifically, mile repeats are a fun one. We did one in cross country. I was running like between 515 and 520s for those and just knowing that I'm getting better as like each year as we do the same workouts like I'm progressively like getting faster or like in our time trials from when I was a freshman sophomore I ran like a 520 maybe my first year of cross country and I recently just ran a 450 in our last mile time trial that's so, so rewarding with the help of with the help of Ethan so well you still had to run your legs so yeah. <laughs> and that's what I noticed with the guys uh, program as well which I'm sure there's some similarity with having Bob as the coach it, it are those time trials and giving yourself kind of a during the season a look at where the training's actually at so that's cool that you guys have that and are able to know from season to season from year to year kind of where where you are at and where the rest of the team is at as well. One thing I would love to circle back to is when you talked about coaching women, what is it about your experience or your relationship with your teammates that makes you feel led to want to have that same impact or create the same atmosphere or culture for other women? I just feel like as a female, I can relate to, you know, the issues that have been popping up like in the media. And I just kind of want to be a role model avoid those problems from happening to female athletes. Um, I know how like deceiving it can be for weight, being a runner and, you know, looking toned. And as a coach, I just, you know, want to avoid those problems and know that females, you can look however you want to and still be a good runner. Absolutely. That's so powerful right now, especially going back to like the stuff with Alberto Salazar and everything and all of that. And so it's just, you're right. It's very relevant right now. Yeah, and just like thinking about that stuff, like it just, it's just frustrating mm-hmm. to see. 
you know, that stuff happening to female yeah. athletes. I mean, I have daughters that are teenagers and I talk to them about that kind of stuff too. Do you think that's what prevents sometimes women from participating in more competitive situations? I would say sometimes. It's not always the case. There's definitely other reasons why. I feel like when I was in high school, I didn't look like a runner whatsoever. I was running and training more, looking more like that. But sometimes I still feel like I am i don't have that you know, runner look to myself. But I'm very comfortable with my body now. And I feel like that just comes with the confidence of time. Well, it's very powerful because you are a Division three two-time national champion. And for you to not think of yourself as a runner, I'm sure that that's on a lot of a lot of people's minds, but a lot of females' minds as well. Absolutely. I mean, I knew as a post, I guess, collegiate runner, I know that that was an issue for, I mean, it's not a new thing. It's been around for a long time. And it's, it takes people like you with intention and attention to it to help to resolve the issue for sure. Are there any specific running clubs or pro clubs that you're looking at? Like, are there any that you're drawn to? Well, I know a couple people out in Minnesota right now, but I'm not really a big fan of the cold weather. So is that Minnesota Distance Elite then? Yep, yeah, they be, got a really, really yep, good team. They do. So that's piqued my interest a little bit, but also somewhere warm. I guess I could always go out to Minnesota for a couple of years, see how it fits me. I know my brother lives up there and my nephews, so... Being close to them would be nice for a couple of years, maybe watching them grow up. My godson lives there as well. So I guess that could be an option. Otherwise, somewhere warm, possibly. Yeah. Do you come from a big family? Was your family a big reason for you to come back to Dubuque? Yeah, for sure. Especially though, coming from a small town and going to a big school, that really stressed me out. And I did come home a lot. So I have four siblings, uh, one sister, three brothers. And they all have kids and they're married. So I have 12 nieces and nephews and they're always around. So that's kind of them. And then the cousins, because my mom is a sibling of 13. Wow. So (laughs) family's huge. That's awesome. I'm glad you're Mm -hmm. back with them. Do you train with your teammates like during the off season or do you train on your own most of the time? Or is there anybody else that you train with in the off season? I feel like most of the time I'm alone. A lot of teammates, you know, go Mm -hmm. back home. And uh, it's hard to match with schedule sometimes. Um, here and then, I can usually find a teammate to run with. But usually I'm alone, but I found it to be okay. And I, I've gotten used to it at this point. So it's just kind of uh, a mindset that I think is normal for me to go on runs a lot alone. And now you got Natty too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she she likes to go fast. So just like a, a cap to a great run. We're going to throw some questions at you that we call strides. Just some quick exchanges here. Where's your favorite place to eat in Dubuque? Ooh, so I like been to Brazen once. And we're actually going there again in a couple of weeks. Um, an alumni is taking a couple teammates and my mom and the coaches out to dinner. And so I picked Brazen. Where's your favorite place to run in Dubuque? I like Heritage. But when Heritage isn't really available in the winter i would say grandview is probably the the flattest place to run like flat then yeah Yeah. (laughs) dubuque is also known for its hills so um i'm not a big fan of hills but flat and crushed limestone or flat and (laughs) a street yep do you ever listen to music when you run or do you like the silence 
I listen to a lot of music when I run, actually. What's your, what's um, your favorite so- running songs right now? Oh, I'd probably go with like Machine Gun Kelly. That kind of more like, like, like gets me going, like pop or pop workout rap stuff like that. Nothing too too heavy metal. Yeah. And I feel like country is a little too slow, even though I do like country. But I know that's like kind of all I train to in the summer. So Bob doesn't like it when I listen to music on my workouts. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it kind of pushes me, especially when I'm alone. Like I like to I feel like it just helps me. He doesn't like it when you listen to music with the team or on your own with your workouts. Well, like on the workout part. I mean, I typically am like talking with my teammates on the warm up or cool down, so I don't play music. But like long runs are just like during the workout. He doesn't particularly like that. What system do you use? Like, do you have headphones or aftershocks or? I tried headphones for a while. I guess I just kind of lost them and got rid of them or something. So I just, you know, listen straight from my phone. I'm usually in a pretty quiet spot or if I'm by myself, I can hear it fine. What's your favorite thing to do when you're not running or training? No cross training or lifting or not <laughs> Downtime. Downtime. Um, I've really gotten into paint by numbers. Ooh. So I'm painting this really nice one. My friends have seen it and they're super excited for me to finish it because it's like super detailed and you have to like mix the colors and I've been working on it for months and I'm close to done but still hours away but I can't really I can't wait to hang it up in my room so you're gonna have to post a picture of it for everybody to see (laughs) what's your biggest running dream I would say my biggest running dream kind of thought about earlier in the cross-country season I think even to make it to the Olympic trials would be a good way to to end my running career if it's a realistic goal. Any particular yeah. event? Javelin? Probably. Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe the 100. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'd probably say the 10K. Absolutely. Yeah, that's achievable. You can do that. You keep dropping times. Yeah, I haven't set on my mind on anything further than that. So Keep taking minute uh, chunks off your PR. You're, <laughs> you're going to be there pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And what about a, your biggest non-running dream? Even though, I mean, you can include your career, even though your career will include running, if that is something that... Gosh, I don't know. I'd say just making money doing nothing. <laughs> Honestly. <Yeah. laughs> Not even working. Being able to, you know, play fetch with my dog all day. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's a great dream, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Retirement? Yeah. Daddy would love that. She would. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been so nice talking with you. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished so far. It's amazing. And we're so excited to see what you have to do in the rest of your eligibility. Um, We just really appreciate you taking time out of your evening to come and talk to us. Yeah, Thank you for hosting me. Thanks for coming. It was so nice to meet you. You too. And remember, enjoy the journey and get running for your crown.